0: as you walk through the valley of the shadow of hell you will see through the fog a bend in reality a veil
1: that is beyond your own comprehension it's the other side beyond the void
0: That's right. It's episode 318 and we are continuing our franchise of Scream. Scream!
1: Ah! I'm feeling woozy here.
0: But yeah, so if you didn't catch up last week and you missed out, what are you doing with your life? Why are you treating us this way? How dare you? <laughs> no, but for real guys Thank you guys so much for always being a part of the show. We really, really are super grateful. And we ask a small favor of you today. Please help us share this episode. I don't care who it is. I don't care where you do it. But let the world know that we exist. Because if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't exist. So... If you can help share this with someone that, you know, whether it be in a message or in a group or on Twitter or wherever, everywhere you can really does make a big difference. And to go even further, I found out that one of the biggest ways that podcasts actually reach more fans is through their reviews. You can do so on like Spotify by you can click like a rating, like a five or four, or three, whatever you want on the Spotify. It says it. There's like a three dots there. You can go to Apple reviews and do a review there with your account or whatever. You can do that there. Some of the third-party apps like Stitcher's one of them, Podcast Addict, but that would really greatly help us out a lot. I never really ask you guys of anything, and I would just really like to blow up this sort of uh, reviews and get people talking and uh, listening so that we can continue to do this future for a long time we love doing it and uh, it takes a lot of time for us to do it too. So thank you guys. If you can help, thank you. Also, uh, we're going to be doing, Part three and four today of Scream. So there's a lot to be talking about on these movies. Holy shit, was the research on this one pretty hard? Was it? Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on in this one. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so much information. I tried to dig a little deeper in some areas and I watched a couple of videos of some people that, you know, already looked a lot of this up. There are. Let me tell you something, guys. Regardless if you like the Scream franchise or whatever the fuck me and Christina think, there are a lot of people that really like this franchise.
1: There is a lot. There's a whole fandom out there. It
0: is pretty fucking big, dude. Like, So whoever you are, if you've underestimated this franchise, like I said, whether you like it or not, you're in the minority, my friend, if you do not do not like it, OK, because there is so much goddamn trivia on all of this and the amount of effort and time that the people put into adding all these Easter eggs or the amount of time that people are overthinking them <laughs> it is out there. So um, when I get to my trivia bits, you know, a lot of this is a culmination of the two. So just understand that going forward. We got a lot to say about these movies. Um it's been an interesting journey so far, and I am very curious to see where it ends. Me too. This next week. so
1: I am obsessed, too. Dude, she's I, like I enjoy, a little kid. I enjoy. I, I'm really enjoy. Even though they're not like the best. Yeah, but, but this,
0: last, this last time, you seem to be in a different vibe. Yeah. Um, and we'll get into that. I don't want to spoil anything. Just know that her chair is falling apart because she's excited. And she's dancing around in her chair right now. So <laughs> um, uh, I said something else, but she wouldn't let me say it. So <laughs> I, <laughs> they can use their imaginations, Christina. They know how you I am. You don't
1: need to be talking about my vagina.
0: <laughs> I didn't say your vagina. What the fuck? <laughs> Jesus. You made it worse than I was. Anyway, you're just going to have to start getting used to this cuz eventually we're going to have to do these things live cuz I'm not going to take no, the I'm not. Oh yes we are because I'm not going to take the time to edit them and we're just going to put them up on YouTube at some point so people can see what the fuck is going on in this room. Like when I Oh
1: with all the arguing, the, all the
0: angry, <laughs> the the stares and the fucking the middle fingers and the hatred that's stirring in the room. <laughs> But yeah, no, I, I'm really excited to finish this up next week. I am i can't say I'm just, it's weird, but you know, I'm a completionist, you know, I got to see where these things go anyway. So, but you, on the other hand, I think you're just really excited about watching these.
1: I like the characters.
0: Right. Well, you just like the inner, you like how intricate it is. Yes, I do. That's why you like Saul as well a little bit, right? Eh,
1: well, n- not, no, I like Saul, but I, I've never watched past two.
0: Oh, well, then, I mean, dude, if we go down that aisle, oh, my God. No, out, I don't oh want to. There's God. too many. You think this is intricate? Wait till you see Saul. No,
1: no, no,
0: no. Oh, my God. It's it's like, it doesn't even make any sense. kind of like this one in a lot of ways, because <laughs> I swear to God, guys, the motives of these people just make no goddamn sense to me in this franchise. Yeah. And I still stand by what I said about the first two so far. I am also having a hard time giving these scores because this last two really changed things around a lot. Yeah,
1: and we can change our scores now? Yeah,
0: no, I told everybody that we right? were going to okay. change them before yeah. we even said I've, I've already
1: them. changed scores from last right. week. Right,
0: it's going to morph, morph around a little bit. We're kind of, you know, we're basing these off of our interests and also what we think of the franchise as a whole. And there's sometimes, there. that's why I do half a point, because some movies, they have such similar scores but are just off by a little bit, you know? Right. Because of one little thing or something, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's why I like the half point structure because of that. A lot of other people just are like, I am the word of God and I say what I say and you've... uh..." No, maybe they don't think everybody agrees with them, but they just don't like the scoring system Because Mm -hmm. it gets too tangled up. And yeah, it's never going to be perfect. Guys, we're just going with what we can. Mm -hmm. But yeah, by the end of this, we'll have our order. I already have my order for the top, for the four right now so far. Right. And I'll tell you those when we get done the fourth movie. Right. uh, At the end of that. So before uh, we get into our spoilers on that one. So people know. But... Has anything else been going on with you? What's new? What are uh, we? What are we excited about today? What are we? What are we excited to see? Malum is coming out at the end of this month. Yep. Which is by Anthony DeBlasi, who we had on in the podcast before. I've reached out to him. I haven't heard back from him. He's a busy guy. He's putting together the post process of his whole movie. Oh. So I'm not going to bug him, but he did the movie The Last Shift. He also did. The, oh. Okay. He also did that other uh, Clyde Barker movie called Dread. Mm-hmm. which was also really good low lower budget obviously. Last shift was one of those movies that just fucking tripped me the fuck out. It was like I was watching it, I think it was on Netflix for a time or whatever. Mm-hmm. I watched it and I was just blown away by it. I was like, "Wow, man. This has some really genuinely good creeps in it." Mm-hmm. And they do some tricks in this movie that are not like jump scares or anything like that. Well, a lot of people it's been an underground, you know, like an underground gem for them. Mm-hmm. And I've been telling people about it for least since I saw it, I've mm-hmm. just been blabbing about it. If you haven't seen this, you got to see it. Some people didn't like it because of the ending. Mm-hmm. Because it was a little too obvious or something. And um, But I still liked it. I thought the journey there was regardless of what... If, if it borrowed from something else or whatever, I just thought it was really scary. So apparently... I don't know what's going on. I'm going to see if I can get him on to tell us why this got made and how it got, you know, there are interviews out there sort of talking about it, but let's just say this is his sort of Evil Dead 2 for Uh Sam Raimi or the guy who did Terrified, Del Toro's throwing money at to do a version of that with bigger money. Mm -hmm. This is Malum, which is a new name for The Last Shift to separate the two, but they're very similar weird they're not going to be same beats necessarily there's going to be similar things that happen plus a lot more is
1: he remaking his movie
0: essentially yeah okay but i think it's going to delve into the lore more oh okay whereas the first movie you never really left the the police station
1: yeah yeah, because it was so independent.
0: Right. Well, it was just like isolated to that one movie. thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It didn't have money. So yeah. this one has like a bigger lore around it. I saw the the girl driving downtown and like seeing people smile and weird shit.
1: Oh. This one seems a
0: little more demonic. Like the characters, the creatures and stuff in it have like weird faces, darker faces. Mm-hmm. I thought the first one was spooky and this one looks pretty good. I hope I hope it's as good, if not better. I hope Mm -hmm. it's better technically, Mm -hmm. but that one really impressed me. And that was a really, that's one of those movies that maybe it wasn't a 10 out of 10. Right. But it had 10 out of 10 ideas in it. Right. You know what I mean? Like was a little rough around the edges, but I loved it. So Mm -hmm. I can't, we have to go watch that movie. Mm -hmm. I'll probably end up doing that as a review for the pod or for the uh, YouTube. I should say. Right. Uh, Which by the way, guys, I need your help on that too. Dude, algorithms on fucking YouTube are killing me, man. I did a fucking review of the War of the Worlds that came out on Blue or on 4K. Technically, Imprint sent me out. They won't let anybody on YouTube see it because of the word war, because they're worried that it's going to be some weird political stuff that they don't want people sharing. And right. then Cocaine Bear had the same problem.
1: Aren't you supposed to put in quotes or something?
0: I don't know what the fuck is going on, but it's really annoying. Like whoever decides to pick these words as buzzwords that they you can't use Maybe they should sit down and have some like, you know, something a discussion about maybe how these words could be used in other context instead of just labeling everything on their site bad, you know, cuz this is like if I'm having this issue, imagine someone who gets a million views, right, and doing all their work and it just being free, basically, you know what I mean? I'm not saying that I, I only get a dollar or something, you know what I mean? But I fucking look forward to that dollar because it's like I earned it. I made that. I, I you know, I did the re- work to reward myself on that. Mm-hmm. And it's not much, but, you know, hey, a dollar towards the, how much money did we spend to go see Cocaine Bear?
1: $21. Yeah,
0: it's better than nothing, right? right. So uh, the hope is, is that I can pay for those kind of things. So it doesn't have to come out of my pocket and I can just do advertising through there. But man, YouTube is a son of a bitch about that. I love them and I hate them at the same time because they don't tell you what you can or can't use. They just go, oh, by the way, yeah, you can't make money on this one.
1: Right.
0: And they don't tell you why. And then you go, oh, I'm going to request a human to review it. And sometimes they'll be like, yeah, yeah. Paramount says no. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what's going on. But anyway, that's my little bitch. That's my little gripe. I am excited to see Malum. Uh there was we d- I did do a inner I I I also did a guest spot with the Splattercast, which if you guys haven't haven't listened to them, they're kind of a newer YouTube and uh, podcast and everything that they've been doing stuff for a while, technically. But, you know, they're kind of newer and they're really genuinely nice guys. And we got to sit down and watch a movie. I'll I'll tell you more about that later, but you should definitely give them a follow. I don't want to spoil it just yet because I don't know. But we watched a movie and kind of did an MST3K style you know uh-huh. thing about it which <laughs> you know it's chock full of trivia and, and laughs and we just had a good time mm-hmm. so um, but yeah thanks for having me on guys if you guys are listening you guys rock I'll put a link down below for them and their Twitter and their and their uh, YouTube there for you guys but uh is there anything oh. else you want to talk about or that you're excited about they, they mentioned 65 that movie with um, Adam Driver
1: oh yeah that looks good
0: do you think we'll go see that or do you I don't
1: know We'll see.
0: Yeah. It's coming out soon. At
1: least there's movies coming out, you know?
0: Right. Scream 6.
1: Yeah. We're going to that. We're not going to the fan event, though. That already sold out. Yeah. We missed it by a
0: little bit. Oh, what was it that we saw? Joe Bob Briggs is doing a tour with two movies. Two of my favorite fucking movies. And you guys, I did a fucking uh, episode for my birthday. It was like the birthday brain bash. Because I did three movies with the word brain in it right it was it was the brain brain, brain dead, dead with Bill Pullman Bill Paxton mm-hmm. not the Peter Jackson one it's like a different one and then also
1: brain damage
0: brain damage which is a, a head and Lauder film and they're doing the brain and uh brain damage with Joe Bob Briggs live mm-hmm And I was like, holy shit. So
1: you're going to that.
0: Yeah. Christina's cover me. She covered me for the $40 ticket that it was to go see it. I had to go see it.
1: I didn't even pay the $40 to go see Alice Cooper.
0: I know. (laughs) Don't get mad. Don't get mad. I'm paying you back on that one. I'm just, Uh, you know, my payments aren't like every week or anything. It's like sporadic. (laughs) So, uh, but yeah, I'm really excited to go see that. I'm going to go with a buddy named Jordan and uh, a bunch of other people that I watch movies with out here are going to be there. So, the Majestic.
1: (laughs) The old Alamo.
0: Yeah, they they replaced the Alamo with the Majestic, which seems to be doing all right, actually. Yeah. I was kind of a little worried there. Yeah. So.
1: Oh, yeah. And I got nothing going on that is exciting.
0: You don't want to talk about anything, huh? Nothing.
1: I got nothing. I'm working. I'm (laughs) working. What about a TV
0: show coming up or something? Oh, The
1: Yellow Jackets uh, Season 2 comes out the end of the month. I'm excited about that.
0: Anything horror related?
1: Uh, I mean, it's
0: kind of horror. Really? Not really. Not really. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of like crime thriller.
1: Nothing. I got nothing.
0: Nothing. All right. Well, it's good to have you on a horror podcast. Yeah, you're welcome. So glad to have you here. I'm
1: trying. I'm trying. It's hard. (laughs) It's hard.
0: Anyway, um, I think it might be that time. For us not to do shots.
1: No,
0: No, we're not gonna be doing the shots for the franchise on this one. I know it's such a bummer for you guys because I know every single one of you make the drink each week. (laughs) I know every one of you would never deny us that ever. Right. Right? So no. We decided that, you know, last episode, since we're gonna be doing the franchise, we're just gonna do one for the whole franchise. And what was it called? A Wes Grayman? Yeah. Or West, no, it was called a West Carpenter. A
1: Wes Carpenter. Yeah. <laughs> that
0: was funny. We thought about doing one for this one, but I was like, nah, let's just... Let's, yeah,
1: we'll just get into it.
0: This is a long one, so... But uh, without further ado, I think it might be that time for us to jump into our flesh and potatoes of our continuing adventures of the Scream.
1: Ah! I'm feeling woozy hair
0: franchise and uh, continue with parts 3 and 4 right now. Scream 3 came out in 2000 and...
1: Scream 4 came out in 2011.
0: We're going to go ahead and jump into that right So, Christina did the work on this one first, so I'm going to let her spew her stuff.
1: Scream 3 from 2000. While Sydney and her friends visit the Hollywood set of Stab 3, the third film based on the Woodsboro murders, another Ghostface killer rises to terrorize them. Tagline... The final scream is going to be the loudest.
0: It's totally the last one it's by totally
1: the It's totally the last one. Until- and
0: it echoed so loud that it continued on for a couple of decades.
1: <laughs> Came back 11 <laughs> years later. Anyway, uh, of course, this was directed by Wes Craven. We all know who he is. Uh, this time it was written by Aaron Krueger. He also wrote... Freddy
0: Krueger's nephew.
1: He also wrote The Ring and The Ring 2, uh, The Skeleton Key from 2005. Oh,
0: wait, get out? I'm just kidding. That's what everybody always <laughs> That's says.
1: That's <laughs> uh, He wrote three of the Transformers movies, A Ghost in the Shell, Dumbo, and recently Top Gun Maverick. Um, also, uh, written by Kevin Williamson, who had written the first Scream and the second Scream, so this was just, you know based on the characters,
0: right? They actually replaced them. So Aaron Kruger was actually like the guy they brought in, which is really strange. And I don't know why, because he had already, and I mentioned this in the first one that he'd already pretty much written out the entire trilogy already. But I think part two, when it leaked, it kind of like screwed, screwed up that script for the future one. So they just said, well, we'll just start fresh with something new. And uh, so out. yeah all that changed obviously when the, the the leak happened I think but Kevin Williamson's script never got used for part three just parts of it were just like the oh uh, like they were supposed to return to Haddonfield and all this other stuff but they kind of do it but they're on a set this time so it's a little different yeah. but Kevin technically the reason the main reason as they say is Kevin Williamson was unavailable to return to his writing duties because he had scheduling conflicts with Dawson's Creek. The Faculty, Halloween H2O, <laughs> uh, and directing Mrs. Tingle. But he did write an outline for the film, and pretty much it got ignored. And his script was mostly on the fly with, like, because Aaron Kruger didn't know much about part one and two, by the way.
1: Oh, he didn't watch the movies?
0: No. So weren't <laughs> on the street is that Wes uh, Craven actually helped him write. And oh, fill in the okay. gaps. So they sat down because it was everything was in a rush, right? And I think you know they had to rewrite a bunch of things because of stuff. But they were real strict about this one on like the last one. Mm-hmm. So
1: okay, so we also have again who came back is you know Nev Campbell who plays Sydney and the Courtney Cox, Gale, uh, David Arquette who plays Dewey, uh, li- li- <laughs> live. Schreiber, leave Schreiber. Leave, leave Schreiber. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's a weird name. They all come back. Um, but the first time for this movie is Patrick Dempsey, who plays Detective Mark Kincaid. Uh, he also plays Doctor Derek on Grey's Anatomy. Mm-hmm. He was in Transformers: Dark Side of the Moon, and he's been on in a lot of rom coms. Dude, he Lux. was in
0: uh, what was the movie? The one about pizza where everybody would order sardines, and then he would go out, and it was like. What was that movie where fucking Rob Schneider was like uh, the love guy? What was it called? Yeah, he was the male gigolo.
1: Oh, okay. What was it called? Wasn't it called male gigolo?
0: Yeah, well, that was part of it. What did I just call him? What's his name? Rob Deuce Bigelow, male gigolo. That's what it was. Oh. But there was another movie before that that did the same thing, only it was about this kid who's like on, uh, who did like, Pizza deliveries And he would go And sleep with people Well and sometimes They would just read Or whatever it was He would keep them company He was a
1: male prostitute
0: Pretty much Yeah But he delivered pizzas And then there was Another movie that I really liked A man called Run That was really good Mm -hmm. Really good thriller If you get a chance to I think it was on Amazon If you guys want to check it out But that one's super cool Where he's like This bumbling kind of idiot Who gets Accidentally gets into a fight With this like Mobster at a pool alley and the guy slips and busts his head open and dies. And so his family goes after him. And it's like this crazy story that I don't know. Patrick Dempsey has a lot of really great films. That's why I'm bringing this up
1: oh. more than
0: the ones that you're pointing out is what I'm trying to right, get at. Because
1: there's a lot of them. Yeah.
0: Anyway, it's not not to make fun of you. I just had to bring it up.
1: Uh, also, Roger Corman's in this. He plays a studio executive. He's a real life producer, you know, from Silence of the Lambs. And then he wrote Little Shop of Horrors.
0: He done. He's done so many movies. Oh
1: my god! There's like 600 on his IMDb.
0: He's like one of the B movie bests. Yeah. (laughs) Like this is one of those guys that created directors. Literally.
1: Didn't he do Sharknado or like something along those lines? He he did. He did Piranha and
0: stuff like that. But like he created directors that became the biggest directors ever. Mm Like they they all went through him before they became big directors. You Mm -hmm. see what I'm saying? But he paid shit. Right. Uh, but he was like, uh, you know, he he got shit done, man.
1: Right. Uh, we have Lance Hendrickson, who plays John Milton. He was Bishop from Aliens. He was hard, in Hard Target. Uh, we have Dion Richmond, who plays Tyson Fox. Uh, not another teenage movie. <laughs> he, not another teen movie. Sorry. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, he was also in Hatchet and National Lampoon's Van Wilder.
0: He was uh, the the really on-the-nose token guy in not another teen movie right he was like damn that shit was whack." like <laughs> you know he would say stuff like that and he kind of was in this movie too which is fucked up <laughs> yeah it is
1: fucked up uh, uh,
0: also, but anyway
1: jenny mccarthy Wahlberg's in this movie she plays sarah uh you know she was in you know the jenny mccarthy show uh john Tucker must die and a uh, base basketball yeah, right, yeah was that how And it did she
0: sucked the chrome off of something in like naked gun or something I don't even uh, remember
1: uh, we also have Parker Posey who plays Jennifer Jolie she was in House of Yes Party Girl Suburbia and Blade Trilogy remember that Trinity, Trinity Blade Trinity Jesus Christ Blade Trilogy
0: <laughs> she was the Blade Trilogy <laughs>
1: pretty much <laughs> um, we have Patrick Warburton who plays Steven Stone, Who and he is the Tick.
0: He is the Tick.
1: He was also in Better Watch Out, and of course, he's a voice actor on a bunch of shitload of things.
0: Yeah, Peter. I think he does the voice of The Neighbor in the Wheelchair, oh, yeah. uh, Peter Griffin.
1: Uh, American Dad? Yeah, or I think so. Family Guy? Could be wrong. I forget. It's had a budget of $40 million. Gross, it has made $89 million. Opening weekend, it was $39 million. Oh, wow. So... Just under the budget. How much
0: did it make ultimately, though, worldwide?
1: Uh, 89. Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: So that's why it took a while to get to the next one, I guess.
1: Well, I don't know. You would think that they were just going to do a trilogy only.
0: Well, I mean, with a budget of $40 million, this costs $25 million than the first Scream. Right. And like 16 more than the second. Right. So that's, yeah, it's a bomb.
1: (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) They
0: need to make it at least three times in order for it to be successful, just because of the advertising and everything.
1: Right. What do you think of this movie?
0: You know, I love the pacing in this one, actually. It's a little bit more fast paced. There's a lot of funny and entertaining bits in the movie, but the kills are fucking whack. (laughs) Like they suck in this, but there is a reason why. But also, and, uh, you know, for a slasher, there is no nudity in this franchise, by the way. That does not fulfill the... That's
1: okay. It's the 90s. I'm
0: just saying, though. Women
1: are, are, you know... If we're going to be... Women don't want to be nude in movies, Alex.
0: I'm not saying that. I'm not... I'm making a joke. Um, No, yeah. (laughs) What I was saying is, is that if they're going to fucking mimic a goddamn fucking slasher franchise, for the love of God, put some goddamn titties in it. No, I'm just, you know. I disagree. I'm giving a shout out to <coughs> Sinister <coughs> Cinema Reviews. <coughs> mm, excuse me, Jason. <laughs> Who would totally agree with me there, just, Oh, so I
1: take it he doesn't like the series. I don't know what he
0: thinks. I know he's reviewed it, and I can't remember if he likes it or not, but I guarantee you he's thinking that. <laughs> but anyway, to each their own. This one definitely feels a bit more paced better than the last one much more interesting and entertaining than the second film altogether which uh you know also had a little bit of a speeding problem and and not so good of a way like like it didn't get wasn't written bad as good you know the second one wasn't as good as the first and there nor is this one but it's a it's a decent attempt but like i said not so much in the killing department for you know Someone who's like me, who's bloodthirsty and, and laughs when kids fall off of staircases <laughs> <laughs> loudly. <laughs> anyway, these movies are, are fun. I definitely feel like there's this is a decent entry kind of franchise for a lot of horror fans who are new to the franchise, or new to horror in general, I mean. And, you know, that are more centered on being an entertaining film than a scary one, personally. You know, this is just fun as a horror fan because, you know, the tropes and stuff like that. But if you were outside of it, it's easily digestible. And that's what I'm really kind of getting from this franchise now is that it's just a very big mainstream kind of like on the fence kind of movie. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying, you know, it is a little bit like that. But. You know, I did like Parker Posey in this one quite a bit, although she could tone it back a little bit because she was getting a little fucking amped up. A couple of times. Lies. (laughs) Pipe down, Parker. But she still was good and brought a lot of energy to the movie, which, you know, has a lot of energy in this moments in this film. Like, it really is very highly paced, but I didn't really, I didn't dislike it for that. Uh, The opening of the movie's run, a lot of fun intros. It doesn't stop in this one, but I will admit... This one does play with the names a lot, which make it fucking difficult to write about because, oh,
1: yeah. Jesus
0: Christ, there's it's meta as fuck. Yeah. As far as like, you know, they're dealing with pseudonyms of people who are in movies. So you've got fake names of movies, of characters, of actors who are playing these characters who have different names. And it's like, Jesus Christ, I'm going to lose my mind trying to write all this down. So I just, you know, did my best. Um, but, you know, it's more intricate than the uh, previous ones, I think. Obviously, it's pretty apparent that they're going to be playing on that trope with pseudonyms and everything is not what it, it seems or what it appears. Even still, the killer's motives are pretty flimsy in this one. The uh, The killer or killers will just, I don't want to spoil it for anybody. And it does seem very bizarre to me how this would spark this kind of outrage. <laughs> Maybe not as bad as two, but still pretty weird. And and goddamn, Sydney's mom is shit all over in this movie. By the way, <laughs> her fucking poor brutalated mother was just sh- like she is just shit on. <laughs> Her legacy is painted as like, she's a fucking whore. <laughs> yeah. Like really bad in this one and kind of mistreated too. So they kind of go over some stuff. There's some really crazy trivia on this, by the way. Um, But I'll just say, you know, they just pulled a hate train on her on this one. In the end, you know, it is kind of surprising where it went. I wasn't expecting where it was. I was... This is... Of all the three movies so far, this is the one that I was like, it's her. It's him. It's her. Exactly. Everyone. But I was right about some things and wrong about other things. And I'll point that out in the extras because... Don't want to spoil. It's crazy, man. There's it some, is crazy. There's some pretty cool stuff. They changed the script in this, remember, you know, for different reasons, but mm-hmm. they did because of some things that were going on at the time that are oh. very interesting too. So huh. but even that, you know, giving it the benefit of the doubt with all those things that happened during the times that this was being made, mm-hmm. it just in the end, regardless of what those reasons are it's still not as good as the first. Mm -hmm. And I would probably say it achieves more where the second didn't and fails in some places where the second was better than the third. Mm -hmm. So they're almost kind of similar, but this one's just slightly better for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. So I don't know. I feel like I would say that this is probably like six, 6.5. Mm-hmm. I said the second one was 6.5. I think that's gone down now. Um, But we'll, we'll talk about that more when I do my, my, my uh, spoiler free of the next movie. But yeah, I don't know. I like this one pacing wise, but overall it just didn't, I don't know. It just doesn't feel like a horror movie to me. Right. I mean, it's interesting. It's funny. It's spoofy. It's entertaining. I can watch it easily, but I don't, there's nothing about it that makes me go, oh man, I can't wait to see that one again. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? Right. What about you?
1: Oh, I, I thought it was fun. Um, It's funny because the whole movie's like pretty much set in Hollywood. Uh, Sydney is barely in the movie. This is more of a story of Gale and Dewey. It's this is like Gail and Dewey's movie.
0: Gail swallows. <laughs> Go ahead.
1: It's like you said there. There weren't really that many kills in this, and there were like really, really weak kills. They weren't like the like the second one when the the guy got stabbed through the bathroom door, like in the face. Like they right. didn't have anything creative like that. Um, but. Also, like Sydney's like secluded herself, so it, it's just kind of weird. The storyline's weird. Um, and then there's just weird cameos. It's that's like what the fuck like what? <laughs> like yeah. it's just weird. Um oh, but Parker Posey, I thought she's great in this. I love Parker Posey. Yeah. Because she just fucking plays crazy like she's crazy. A fucking
0: bananas she is ca- I actor. And I loved
1: how so she played, she pretty much was the actress who's, who was playing Gale. So her and Courtney Cox in this are just hilarious. They have hilarious scenes together. That but, mimic
0: the original.
1: Right. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's it, it it wasn't as strong as the other two, so I also gave it 6 out of 10. Okay. So
0: Do you feel it's about the same as the second one almost, but for different reasons?
1: Yeah, for different reasons, but I kind of like the second one better than this one. Really? Yeah. Yeah, because I thought about it because I was going to change my scores and then I didn't. So six out of 10.
0: Okay. Yeah, mine could go lower. I mean, I I honestly think that the second one could go down to 5.5 and this one be a six. But I don't -hmm. know. We'll see. You know what I mean? Like, I don't hate them.
1: Right. Yeah, but we'll have to see once we see the next two. It just
0: doesn't get me like going as a horror fan. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I I still like it as a movie fan. But from a horror perspective, you know, I respect the shit out of Wes Craven. This is obviously one of his favorite things that he ever did. Or he wouldn't have made four fucking movies. Exactly. You know what I mean? He
1: made more than what? Uh, this was his Nightmare legacy. You know what I
0: mean? Like, I'm not trying to shit on it. I just don't love it, you know? Mm-hmm. But I'm glad you guys do.
1: <laughs> and I'm glad you don't hate me. I like it. I like it. I love uh, Yeah, I like it.
0: So you gave it a six. I gave it a six. So six so it's out of a ten. Six. <laughs> yeah. It's very, very rare that we agree or that close anyway. Yep. But we do have a lot of trivia, so we're going to have to get into this right now. I'm going to try to go through it as quick as possible. So don't ask any questions, people. All right. Okay. But please share this episode with somebody because the work we put into this is going to be pretty heavy. So with that said, if you don't want anything spoiled, you can watch all of these movies, by the way, although entire franchise to the date until today, other than the new movie coming out to theaters on March 10th. You can watch them all on Paramount Plus. We just realized that. <laughs> but we had the Blu rays for the first three, and then we watched the fourth one on Paramount Plus. So, um, but yeah, if you don't want anything spoiled, here's your warning. So, some of this information I did get from CZ's World on YouTube. Shout out.
1: I like that show.
0: I like he's his He's really show. good. Yeah, um, he is. He's very thorough, and he has his own kind of uh, sort of. Um, swagger no not swagger i mean his own sort of uh conspiracy theories and like you know his own. he he really gets in there and he's a super big fan of this franchise yeah he is uh so i wanted to go to him and get some of the information other stuff i found on imdb or in other stuff other places or just my own personal spin on it um so i try to make it a little bit different so it's not just like taking the content here guys but you know you got to respect the masters above you who, who did this before you. And I definitely give him much credit. If you haven't seen him, follow him on YouTube. Excellent fucking uh, like he does so many weird things. <laughs> uh, but I also want to clarify another thing I want to I'm, I'm. if you were listening to the first episode of this, our scream thing, there was a song that I've been clueless to write down and didn't do. And I kept saying, oh, I'm not sure. I think it might be Nick Cave, but it was in Natural Born Killers or whatever. Okay, so I got this a little mixed up. In Natural Born Killers, there is a song that sounds like this song that's been in the Scream franchise through one through three. Uh Uh-huh. It is by Leonard Cohen, though, that is in Natural Born Killers. It was not Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, which I was right about from the get. It's just a very similar sounding folky kind of song.
1: Oh. Because
0: they both have that sort of jazzy folk thing going on. I don't know what it is, but they play that, that bass and it's like that... You
1: know,
0: monotone, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever. But it's the song that they've been using in the entire thing is called Red Right Hand by Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, which has been in every fucking song, every um, one in this trilogy. Mm-hmm. It's been in there, they've used it like five times in the trilogy here. So I wanted to uh, kind of mention that. Judge me if you like, I don't give a shit. Uh, alternate opening was written for this movie, by the way, but never got filmed. The opening scene contains Sydney Prescott and a friend of hers alone in her house in a different state, getting ready to watch a video. And unbeknownst to Sydney, the killer calls Sydney and her friend claiming that he is in the house watching them, which turns out to be true. The killer jumps out from the closet and attempts to attack a frightened girl, frightened Sydney and her friend. Sydney, however, pulls out a gun and shoots the killer several times. <laughs> and upon unmasking the killer, turned out to be a fan who was only pulling a prank on Sydney.
1: Sydney doesn't fuck around in this movie.
0: She hasn't that, fucked around at all. Yeah, that, except yeah. for this movie was the one time that she didn't shoot him in the head. Yeah. And she pays for it, but she ends up shooting him in the head anyway. <laughs> 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 but um so, in earlier dress, you know, she's actually way darker, like way more fucked up.
1: Oh. And
0: you keep in mind, this is 2000, right?
1: Yeah, this is to the year 2000.
0: And this is before Halloween came out with Rob Zombie's sequel. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which way before. I think he pulled some of the punches from this from. Oh where, you know, Laurie Strode's like really fucked up in the head from all the experiences. Mm -hmm. And this is kind of what they had for her. She was like very suicidal. Uh, She suffered PTSD, nightmares, all these real things that would technically happen. Mm -hmm. Um, But there was a scene in the script where Cindy goes to the bathroom and checks out her scars on her wrist from a failed suicide attempt. But this is written on a later draft, which was another point, like I said, that I think, you know, say what you will about the Scream franchise, I think some other horror has pulled from it. Taken from it, yeah. Yeah. Um, Because
1: she she is a strong female character, too.
0: Well, everybody says that she's like Laurie Strode, you know, because they've always mirrored her after her, you know, and it's really apparent in part four, I think, too. Right, right, right. But... um, Patrick Dempsey, who plays the detective in this, was hired the day before shooting began.
1: Are you kidding?
0: He had one night to learn three big dialogue-heavy scenes.
1: Oof. He did good.
0: He's a, he's a pro. Yeah, he is. Roman Bridger, the director in this movie... Um, Scott who, Foley, who is...
1: Who plays the director in the movie. Right. His name's Robin. Exactly. <laughs> just, it's meta. Sorry, I just want to point that out. The,
0: the director of the movie within the movie complains that he had to make a horror film before he was allowed to make a classic love story. Something similar actually happened to Wes Craven himself, and he had to agree to do this movie before he was allowed to make a musical drama of called of Music of the Heart. In 1999, it's the only one that was like the weird obligatory Mm
1: -hmm.
0: film. So and then right off the bat, while he's arguing, he's arguing in front of, of course, the director, Roman, by the way, is complaining about how someone is out to kill his movie, which is obviously ironic because spoiler alert, he's the fucking killer. (laughs) (laughs) And Roger Corman plays the studio exec and Lance Henriksen is the producer. They both make an appearance in this uh, situation, which... You know it's pretty cool uh yeah. Ro- roger obviously she mentioned his talk he's like a huge producer but he's f- the funny part is, is he's actually talking about how violence in the media is a really big deal right now and they really shouldn't do it and uh i'll give you more on that in a second here but he is so anti that <laughs> in real life <laughs> right that's kind of the funny thing about roger corman is that he was like pushing boundaries
1: Right. A lot.
0: <laughs> in a lot of the movies that he produced uh, that were just filled to the brim with blood. Mm-hmm. But I love seeing him in here. Apparently, while this movie was being filmed on a serious note here, this was during the whole Columbine massacre, which happened on April 21st, 1999. 1999. So they had to rewrite a lot of shit, especially is because... That,
1: sorry. Is that why they don't have any guns? Like I don't like,
0: I don't I didn't get I don't have every specific oh, on it sorry. but I'll tell you what I know. Okay. <laughs> if you're willing to listen. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, they did have a lot of people pushing back against horror films in general at this time. Just period.
1: <laughs> just you wait till the next year. <laughs> right,
0: that's what I'm saying because in 2000 the, the 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 next 3 or 4 years they were like fuck you. We're going to make the most disgusting gory shit that we can possibly make now. And so, you know, of course, that was before Call of Duty was popular. (laughs) So.
1: (laughs) Well, then 9-11 happened.
0: Right. But a lot of the people were pointing at uh, Scream in particular, even though this was the third film in the franchise, because the original one had two killers. Columbine had two Two killers. killers. So even if they wanted to, they couldn't get away from that pressure. So they had to cut back on a lot of the gore. Which is why this one is lacking all of it.
1: Oh, okay. That makes sense. Right. I I wouldn't fault him for that. I'm not
0: faulting him for it. I just didn't like it because it didn't have it. Right. Apparently, the original script had Stu. He was, you know, of course, survived the events of the first film because we never really see what, you know, is going on with him. Mm -hmm. Right.
1: Stu. Which one was Stu?
0: Matthew Lillard.
1: Oh, okay. Thank you.
0: <laughs> he's, <sighs> but he's apparently was supposed to be orchestrating the new killings from prison. So he's kind of like this, like, oh. you know, pre-Saw guy. That's
1: kind of cool. It, it would have kept him in the movies,
0: right? So, and Matthew Lillard said he was like in jail. He was like, I was kind of masterminding this attack against Sydney Neve's character, Nev's character. And so there's three weeks before we were supposed to start shooting, I'd already been paid. Columbine High School broke out and they changed everything and they kind of took the script and threw it to the side and they brought me out and I never did the third one. Oh, so that's
1: interesting. Yeah,
0: he was paid to do it and they rewrote it. And apparently Wes Craven snuck into, you know, some stuff about Columbine in it, if you recall... when Sydney's waiting in the office and they're heavily handed trying to make the detective look like one of the killers, Mm -hmm. which they really do in this movie. Yeah, they
1: do. Jesus. There's
0: two people. It's Angelina and Patrick Dempsey who are always being coined as the killers in this. And she's like sitting in his office and she finds her file, remember? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: When she's going through there, there's an article about Columbine in it.
1: Oh, okay. Okay, I remember.
0: Every other article is nonsense. It doesn't make any sense if you pause it and read it. Mm Mm-hmm. But screenwriter Aaron Kruger, who was frantically rewriting the film when they started, he was only given a six-week deadline to turn in the first draft. And as someone who was unfamiliar with the entire first two screen films, which doesn't make any sense for a movie that's so tightly together and intricate like this. Yeah. I don't know. He said, I don't know. I think that's why Wes Craven had a bigger hand in helping write this Mm -hmm. than is stated. Mm-hmm. But he was just like, whatever, let's just get this fucking yeah,
1: done. Yeah, let's do this.
0: So, but the film never had a public test screening. And the part of that was because the second movie got, you know,
1: right. spoiled leaked.
0: and leaked. So they didn't want to didn't even let the actors like read past a certain page. They mm-hmm. didn't even let them.
1: Well, they they even had moments of the movie within the movie stating that they didn't know what was in their movie because the script kept getting leaked, which was very right. meta. There's oh too my God. much meta in these
0: movies. That's why a lot of but people it was, like it. But
1: yeah, I like I liked that though.
0: So yeah, I mean, even the actors supposedly didn't even get to see the film or a print of it beforehand. And it's a pretty big movie. So a lot of the actors could get that kind of stuff, like the bigger ones anyway. But now there are uh, some cameos in this film that we have Jay and Silent Bob that are in it. You remember seeing that, right? Yeah, totally. This is loaded with a backstory, by the way. Oh, really? So I got all, all the deets on that. He's not; They're not the only cameo in that cameo. Uh-huh. Did you notice anything or anyone in there? No. Wes Craven's in that fucking cameo. Oh, uh,
1: okay.
0: When they are looking at the screen or looking back, Jay and Silent Bob, or Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes, you can see Wes Craven with a camera look to his right <laughs> and... There's also Lisa Beach, who's the casting director, who's the tour guide. Nobody would know that probably, but that's, that's what's in right. it.
1: Right. That's so cool.
0: Yeah. But did you know why that cameo happened?
1: No, I do not. Okay.
0: So here's where the Jay and Silent Bob connection weird. is all about. Okay. So if you remember in the first Scream movie, there is a scene where Stu is talking to Randy in the video store. Okay. On the rack, there's a poster for Clerks. clerks. Which of course, Jay and Silent Bob are the characters right. from Clerks. Kevin Smith's movie, who he is, Silent Bob, etc. Mm-hmm. So Kevin Smith was so impressed with that and and really liked it that he reached out to Wes Craven to decided to sm- swap movie Easter eggs with each other. So they showed up in Scream Three, and Wes Craven shows up in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Nice. He's shooting a Scream Four, which hadn't been bought out yet. Uh-huh. And hadn't put out long before it released, a decade before. And in in, in Scream Three, when Scott and Weary is getting attacked in at the very beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. he falls in front of a TV because his girlfriend's swinging at him. Right. You see him fall in front of a copy of Kevin Smith's movie Chasing Amy. Oh, uh,
1: okay, that's <laughs> funny.
0: So a lot of this stuff can be found in there. Was a documentary called Still Screaming, which is all about Scream. So oh my God, I
1: want to watch it
0: it's kind of long and it's <laughs> yeah but it's interesting and and we're that's how we know this now right right you also pointed out an easter egg did i yeah what was what was nev Car- uh nev campbell's uh character wearing
1: oh the greek letters from scream 2 yes yeah
0: so i just thought that was cool
1: yeah i did too she, she She's keeping her dead boyfriend's memory
0: alive. The only good boyfriend the, that yeah, she's ever had? I guess. <laughs> the one that didn't try to kill her? <laughs> At least. Anyway, I, I don't know. It's in there. You would think there would be blood on it or something, right? You know, just <laughs> well, I think it on she there. would wash it. No, just keeping her, you know, some Angelina Jolie crazy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Now, there is a scene in the movie where Lance Henriksen is questioned by uh, the gang, and he says there's a lot of sex parties and bad things that go behind the scenes in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that scene? Yes. And they're trying to pin it on him or whatever as the killer. Right. And he does seem like a, a likely candidate too. So, but some say this is too much of a coincidence to. That's what I was
1: thinking. Harvey when was, Weinstein. That, that's what I was thinking when it was happening because even they even had a whole dialogue with that actress saying she had to sleep with somebody to get the role. Right. I'm and gonna I go was over like, all oh, of that fuck, right now dude. for you.
0: So I'll, I'll play it out. This is now, this is a combination of efforts of people all over the internet, including ZZ's world mm-hmm. and their opinions and stuff like that. But I'll just go over it just to kind of give you the gist of it. Some of it to me feels a little far-fetched that it might be that connected. It's, it's a little too intricate for me to even believe that it might be real. Well, but it's right. a theory. And some people think that maybe this was a power play by Wes Craven.
1: There's people in prison. Yes. So
0: So Harvey Weinstein... I said Weinstein, whatever. Weinstein. Does it matter what if I fuck his name up? Are you guys going to get fuck mad that at me? guy. <laughs> Just call anyway, him douchebag. So Lance is playing a skeezy producer named Milton, who is throwing these really fucked up soirees. So kind of being the character of Weinstein during the making of this movie. And guess who produced this movie?
1: Yeah, it was Weinstein. Yeah. It was douchebag. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So some of us think this this was like that power play by Wes Craven when he was helping, uh, what's his name, write yep. the screenplay I and why it. he didn't take credit for it, possibly, mm-hmm. for writing helping write the screenplay. Mm-hmm. But it, it could just be a coincidence. So some people think that. But I don't a, think so. But another reason for the connection is, and a lot of accusers have been connected to these films, by the way. <laughs> so you have Rosanna Arquette, who is... David Arquette's sister. Mm-hmm. It is Roseanne Arquette, who was one of the first people. Yeah, who spoke out. And Rose McGowan was in the first one as Tatum, the mm-hmm. sister of Dewey, David Arquette. <laughs> um, and also Angelina Jolie, which a lot of people hang on this one because there's two different characters in the movie. There's Parker Posey, who plays Jennifer Jolie. Mm-hmm. Okay. And a character in the movie that goes by Angelina Tyler, who's playing Sydney in the movie, the meta part of that, who in the movie says, verbatim, I did not fuck that pig Milton to get a leading role just to die here with second rate celebrities like you two. <laughs> who she's talking about, Parker Posey and, right? <laughs> and Courtney Cox. There's a great line. It is a
1: great line.
0: But yeah, those are the reasons why. A lot of people think that that is...
1: I think it, it was. Yeah. Even just sitting there, and, and then I was thinking about because I was thinking, oh my God, Rose McGowan was in the first one, and then, and uh, yeah, I, right. I I was just like losing This is it. all
0: during that time, too, by the way, guys. The time that, there, that Lance Henriksen's character, Milton, is talking about in the 90s, or wherever it was, is exactly when all this shit happened, too. Right. In real well, life. Well,
1: it was, like, rumored... Because nothing really, really happened until like right, you know, t- like twenty fifteen. So it's
0: interesting though, but not yeah. you know, like that. It, and it's, a lot of people are saying, "Oh, well, why would Harvey D. Weinstein not take the, allow that scene to be in the movie? Why would he not?" Yeah, exactly. That pretty... would make him look more guilty. Right, hundred percent. Yeah. So, but I don't know. I think it's a little far fetched. But I
1: mean, I'm not making an excuse for it. That kind of shit has been going on forever since. Movies have begun. Right,
0: it was kind of a joke in the in the in the scene before it was like a well, it wasn't a joke. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I'm just saying in Hollywood they made a joke out of it to to lighten the load. Right, exactly. I'm not saying it was a joke.
1: That's that's what we did. (laughs) Is we just joke about the, you know, tragedy. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> anyway, on a not serious note, this movie has a lot of scenes that are, mimic all the movements from the first scream as well. I mean, literally down to the camera angle, the situations, which both of those, these uh, even had the film set re, uh, replica of the first movie. Yeah, with which the houses. Wes Craven paid for
1: Oh really? Yes, because wow.
0: that scene was not present in the script, but he paid to have the sets constructed knowing he wanted to revisit the original film in some manner. Mm-hmm. And after the construction of the sets, the scene was was written around uh, resulting areas producing the scene in the final film.
1: Ah.
0: So, now I got some stuff, some other trivia and we'll just go over the trivia because the scenes I'll kind of mention the scenes here, but I just there's it's going to be a long episode if I don't if we just Yeah, if we don't Tighten it up. Right. So, Sydney goes to visit her dad, and there was a scene in this movie that me and Christine were cracking up because I said something. So, Sydney's locked away in some fucking house in the middle of nowhere with the name Monica. She's a crisis person, so she- You know why
1: her name was Monica? Why? Because that was Courtney Cox's name in Friends.
0: Oh. Yeah. Maybe you're right. I am right. Anyway- so she's locked away in some desolate place out in the middle of the desert or something. I don't know where the fuck it was, but she doesn't want to be found. She doesn't have a phone on her. She has. She's a crisis person. She tries to help other people who are dealing with like problems and stuff.
1: She's like an eight one one operator. Yeah,
0: she's like a suicide prevention line person or yeah. whatever. And uh, so she goes to visit her dad. Okay, who she doesn't have the same name with. Okay, anymore. And she's living on her own and she goes to visit her dad and she brings up her mom and he says, you know, you need to come home. You have a different name. You're all cooped up by yourself in the middle of nowhere. It's as if you don't exist. And she's like, that's the idea. Psychos can't kill what they can't find. I'm like, uh, not if you keep going to your fucking dad's house, you fucking idiot. You find you then. <laughs> and we started laughing because <laughs> really, like, what the fuck? You don't think they would go to your dad's house?
1: Yeah, to see where you were. Like, come or on, to dude. Threaten your father? Have you not seen the first two movies?
0: <laughs> Jesus, that was
1: funny. What I also thought was funny was the security system at her house.
0: <laughs> oh my god, she,
1: she had they. They just did it so like. Like Mod Podgey,
0: Well, she's got like, too many goddamn windows for. Yeah. Well, it, it she should be in a compound. She has
1: this fence, and there's a padlock, and then she has like an <laughs> electrical thing. But it, the the electrical gate doesn't connect to the fence, so really they could just jump the gate, which was only at like that's chest the, level. It right, was so that's stupid. the funny and thing.
0: Like I don't know what they were thinking. It was like it was like a door in the middle of nowhere that she put a lock on, and there's no walls around it.
1: <laughs> it's like oh, they're
0: gonna go through this door if they come to my house. <laughs>
1: You got going to just jump it.
0: There's anyway. also a scene in that Sid has this dream. She did in part two as well. Yeah. I don't know what these... Starting c- to have dreams. I think he was trying to do like that PTSD. whole... He was
1: trying to do PTSD. Right, but also
0: he's Wes Craven. He did Nightmare on Elm Street. So a lot of people wonder about that. Um, But she has a dream about her mom calling her, Uh, you know, poison at the window at night. She falls to the ground and her ghost face pops up and breaks the window. And a few people have pointed online... That this is a sort of a nod to Salem's Lot, more than it is oh. Nightmare on Elm Street, because some people thought it was a Nightmare on Elm Street, but I don't see it anywhere in franchise right. that I remember. So the, the whole gimmick of this one is is you know they're killing the actors in the order that everybody died in the first in the movie in their order. But they're like three different versions of the script. So that makes it complicated.
1: So everybody thinks they're next.
0: Right. Because in part two, they had three different versions of the goddamn script in reality. So this is getting (laughs) way too fucking meta for anybody to make sense of it all. It gets way complicated. It does you know? get a
1: little bit complicated because they also they were filming Stab Three, right? But then it was like, well, what happened in Stab Two? Because they were they filmed Stab the first Stab movie in Scream Two,
0: so. Well, that's what I was asking you. I was like, where they is Stab One, like the her mother's story, like what but no,
1: the... because we saw the scenes from Stab One, or
0: maybe the first it... one is the first movie, and then second one is the pre. The, pre- the prequel, I don't know. The prequel, know. yeah. I
1: no 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 because they were filming stab three, and that's when they showed the mother who was laying dead on the ground. So actually, the the prequel was the stab three because they that's what they were filming. Uh,
0: okay. Oh, it was really it's, hard. It's to figure really out. fucking confusing. But there's a part where Jenny McCarthy's character is like supposed to be like Rose McGowan's Tatum or whatever, and when she dies in this movie, she's like near a fridge, like Tatum. Was before her head getting crushed in the fucking garage. Mm-hmm. But she falls out a window, gets stabbed in the back, you know? Mm-hmm. They both were kind of hanging over a thing. Right. Same way. Yeah.
1: And that was the only really good kill in the whole this whole movie. Right.
0: And there was also, right before she gets killed, too, she was on the phone with Roman. Mm-hmm. And you're not sure if it's actually Roman because he's like, hey. <laughs> you know, he talks to her all crazy. hmm Well, it is actually Roman.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's it's right. like
0: she's actually talking to the director. Yeah. Even though we didn't know that yeah. when we were watching the movie. So it's kind of funny thinking back on that. But yeah, that, yeah. she was like, why, does it, why do I have to be in a shower scene? It's been done before. I mean, vertigo, <laughs> duh. It's like, <laughs> no, bitch.
1: <laughs>
0: but no, it's intentionally said that way because right. it's supposed to be psycho. Just
1: like Wes Carp- Carpenter. <laughs> right,
0: exactly. Uh, it's just to piss horror fans off.
1: Well it wasn't wait a second. Vertigo was a movie that By Hitchcock. Yeah, by Hitchcock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but there was not a shower scene. Okay. I see. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That's okay, what I'm saying. Okay, I yeah. got
1: it. Oh, what did you think about the scene? <laughs> it was like one of my favorites. I think it was Gail and uh, Dewey were in the house with the other people and they were the the guy was in the house and they were like running back and forth and they were together and then they separated and then there was a fax machine. <laughs> so the, there was a script getting faxed over. While they're running from the killer. And the script said that they needed to stay inside together. And so oh, Dewey yeah. was all of a sudden, le- well, that means we got to go outside. We got to go outside. Yeah. But the one guy, the one guy went back into the house alone because he heard the fax machine going again. So he, gra- he grabs the he grabs the paper and he couldn't read it. So then uh, he grabbed a lighter because he couldn't see the script. So he grabbed a lighter and the, and the, the fax said whoever lights the lighter we'll see the gas. And then there was a huge explosion.
0: Right. Which is that Tom guy or whatever. That, yeah.
1: That, I thought that was it
0: blows. Up. I
1: thought that was so much fun. Dude, that was so
0: fun. That's the first scene where you're like, Angelina's got to be the killer because she's fucking. Yeah. Be she weird. stumbles down the hill. and They're like, and Dewey's like, where the fuck are you? <laughs> and it really is. Well, it's not the first scene because there was another scene. I'll explain that in a second here. Um, well, maybe I should just jump right into it. Um, because Sydney bumps into Angelina, who plays uh, who plays her in the movie, uh-huh. Stab 3, and she drops a mask of, and she's like, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to take, steal a prop, you know? Because, like, I don't know if I'll ever be in a movie again, blah, 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 blah. You know, you're such a great, wonderful, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, hey. Yeah, why are
1: you and a cell phone? She had a mask and a cell phone.
0: Which, that whole scene is kind of like the bathroom scene yep. from the first one. Yeah. Only this is a different one, you know?
1: Yeah, which is cool.
0: But yeah, Sydney wanders through the set of her old bedroom and you see Angelina goes running off and disappears. Well, maybe that's where she goes to put on her outfit. Mm -hmm. CZ's world was saying that you notice that when she goes into her bedroom, she puts the door and the closet door to link up. Right. And it works. And somebody tries to open the door and then Ghostface comes behind her. The Ghostface that comes behind her, she may be the second killer. That was in right. the original script. Right. That we don't know about. That's
1: what I thought, yeah.
0: Because he was pointing out that if you look at the shoes when he fought when she when Ghostface falls backwards, mm-hmm. it's the same boots that she had in the bathroom when uh, Sydney looks under the stall mm-hmm. and notices her lift her feet up. Right. And she was also wearing those boots earlier. Mm-hmm. So they think that maybe they she, cut right. Angelina from being the killer because this whole thing is supposed to be redoing the original movie Mm -hmm. there was two killers in part one why is roman the only killer in this one exactly it
1: It doesn't make sense
0: because everything else is led up to it there's counterparts to each of them right and then you know what i mean so that's the theory on that right there's also another scene where randy returns on tape which His,
1: his sister comes
0: which confirms that, you know, Randy is kind of a very important part to this franchise. Mm-hmm. At least the form of rules yeah, being Yeah, he lays told. out the rules. Right. And so on this tape, it's Horror 101. And it's like, I hope this can save your life. If you're watching this, I'm already dead. And it's like, oh, okay. And his sister brings it to him, <laughs> which is just so weird. He gives us more rules, which really shows that they, they need this element in this whole franchise to me. Like, that's yeah, what I they really do. think. They do need it. Which they do bring back in part four as well in a mm-hmm. different way. Right. Because it is so important to make this a whole, you know, because people need to know the rules that they're playing by because it makes it more interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: To dance around.
1: Mm-hmm. Tropy. Right. Makes Yeah.
0: There's also a scene where Gale and Gale's actress, who Parker Poser po- Posey's playing. Mm-hmm. They find out, they find the photos of Sid's mom and they find out she was an actress and she was by another pseudonym called Ray Reyes mm-hmm. or whatever is Rena, Rena Reynolds. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, um, they bump into Carrie Fisher, who was an archivist for the film company. Beatrice. Yeah, it was uh, Bianca Burnett.
1: Bia- oh, sorry, Bianca.
0: Actually. Bianca, sorry. <laughs> I know I had a different name too, but I had to look it up. <laughs> but she uh, she mentions that she was almost up for the Princess Leia part but that some other person got it because she slept with the director, which is pretty funny. But if you think about it, the character, Leah or Leah, sorry, do you say Leah <laughs> Leah from fucking star Wars. She finds out that who is her brother. Right. L- Roman, so yeah. how another connection right there that this is like a, like a uh, a point to say, Hey, it's your brother. Who's trying to kill you. Roman is your brother. Right. Because we find out that so weird. that it is her brother and that his whole motive is to kill her and to ruin her mom's legacy because she never loved him as much as and it's so what, stupid. It is
1: stupid. I didn't I didn't really like that part of it, how oh, let's just throw in a, a sibling you've never heard of who's trying to kill you.
0: I see, I have a hard time believing that this particular one is connected as far as like the whole Leia and her brother thing, because Jamie Lee Curtis was offered the role of Bianca Burnett, but she turned it down.
1: Oh, right. Right. So. Why did she turn it down? I don't know. Oh, well.
0: She might have been on other things. You know, she might have been out of horror at that moment.
1: She was. I know what she was into. Activia. Ah!
0: <laughs> she was eating too many cups. <laughs> Can't do it right now, fellas. I'm on the shooter. Uh, i just kidding. So there is one last thing that I'm going to mention here. Or are two things. One, Dewey proposes to Gail, which they actually did get married right before shooting um this movie.
1: Mm-hmm. In IRL.
0: In real life. Yeah. Which, by the way, if you notice, Courtney Cox and David Arquette look a little tanned in this film. <laughs> honeymoon. It's, they went on a honeymoon in the, uh, the Bahamas, so... Uh, right before filming this, so also um, at the very end of the movie, when you know we find out it's their brother and they shoot him in the head. It's all violent and stuff because you know not uh, Sydney's like "fuck you, motherfucker." <laughs> you know she's just a violent motherfucker. You know, yeah, she she has no chills. She doesn't shoot him in the head, but she has to again. Because Dewey pulls up the gun. And he shoots him in the chest like five times. <laughs> and they're like, the head, Dewey, the head. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> that was funny. And then he shoots him in the head and he finally goes down. It's like, thank God. Anyway, at the end, you see her at her shack in the middle of nowhere with her fence and her little keypad on the fence, <laughs> her door in the middle of nowhere for no reason. Uh, the detective is there. Not sure why. <laughs> Yeah, very unprofessional. Uh, he's like there with uh, with Dewey and Courtney, and they're all about to watch a movie. And he's got a bowl of popcorn at Sid's Hideaway Home, and he asks if she wants to watch a movie. And uh, C's World was saying, C's World was saying that this is how the movie started because oh, Drew the... Moore makes popcorn, right? And it ends the same way.
1: Oh, because it was just supposed to be a trilogy,
0: right? Yes. And the scene where she looks at the door.
1: Mm-hmm. Because
0: at the very end, she looks at the door.
1: Right, it's open and it's
0: open, and she's like, "Oh, somebody walked in." Maybe she just leaves it open Fuck and it. goes to watch the movie. This is also another callback to when Drew Barrymore locked the door, oh. and it was symbolic of her saying, "It's really over this time." Uh huh. Obviously, but you know.
1: Yeah, but it's not over because
0: right. They made a fourth one by the yeah, way. Spoiler to- alert!
1: 11, 11 years later.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but. I don't know. These shots were so intentional, and some of them think that this is was to be the real end of the franchise. You know, because they did mark yeah, it I, that way. I
1: did think that too.
0: You know, the franchise seems like it should have just ended there in some ways, but you know,
1: thank God it didn't.
0: There was. It's funny because they were saying that um, apparently the Weinstein actually wanted to remove a second killer from the script, so that's why everybody thinks it might be oh Angelina. See,
1: he ruins everything
0: pretty much but God. but as mentioned before Columbine oh yeah so he didn't want two killers Never think mind. about it
1: okay yeah yeah <laughs>
0: so that's why they did that i mean angelina tyler the actress who was played by sydney in stab 3 they really do make her look as guilty as fuck oh yeah totally. <laughs> it really is pretty bad she's highly sus some say that uh maybe roman this is why roman killed her off is because she was too obvious and she kept fucking it up.
1: That's a good point. They should just stuck with that.
0: That would have been an interesting kind of little like thing if he said it in his piece. Yeah. Uh, and um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, you know, it went, it just kind of went further on to say that she, she did like, she got stabbed in the movie and you think did she die? but she, you just see her get stabbed in the shoulder mm-hmm. and then she gets dragged off. How many people got stabbed in this movie and still survived?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah. True. So I don't know. But in the very end, once they go to the watch the movie, some guy comes in and shoots Sid in the head and then the credits roll. Mm-hmm. So that's why we thought it was the last one. Yep.
1: <laughs> yep, but it wasn't. Yeah, we it did it wasn't.
0: We did have another movie and it was called Scream Four from twenty eleven, by the way. And ten years have passed. Sydney Prescott, who has put herself back together, thanks in part to her writing, she's got a new book out. She's visited by Ghostface Killer again. What do you know?
1: coincidence
0: i don't know it must be the same person each time Mm -hmm. anyway obviously wes craven comes back this was his last film that he ever directed um writer kevin williamson returns as the writer for this one rightfully so i think me too he was really annoyed towards the release of the film though because during production bob and harvey weinstein
1: oh god brought
0: up aaron kruger to polish up the script
1: Oh, my God. And
0: uh, Wes Craven later stated that the main ideas, story, and concept of the movie were written by Williamson with minor changes made by Kruger. Oh, my God. What
1: the
0: hell? And we do have returning Nev Campbell, David Arquette, Courtney Cox. We get a whole group of new people, including Hayden Penetier, who plays Kirby. She was the invincible girl in Heroes, by Mm -hmm. the way the game until dawn she was in and also a tv series called nashville i think she's actually pretty good actress oh i do too i'm surprised she hasn't been in more yeah emma roberts shows up on this one big name jill she plays the character of the niece of sydney not
1: niece cousin
0: cousin yes she's cousin oh you're right because it would be your sister's daughter if it was niece. Yeah, yeah okay so she was in the We Are the Millers, Scream Queens, American Horror. She did We Are the Millers and then did this. And then really? later went on to do Scream Queens, American Horror Story. Well, she did American Horror Story, Scream Queens. She's been uh-huh. in a bunch of American Horror Story episodes. Yes, yeah, since. She did Nerve, The Hunt, and so much more. She is a Scream Queen now. Yes, yeah, she is. Um, we also have Marielle Jaffe, Jaffe, who plays Olivia. She was in Percy Jackson in the Olympian movies as Aphrodite. She was also in 10 Things I Hate About You TV series, which, what?
1: I didn't know there was a TV series. Yeah.
0: And The Secret Life of the American Teenager. Hmm. We also have Marley Shelton, who plays Deputy Judy Hicks, the blonde deputy. She was in Planet Terror as Dr. Dakota Block. Hell
1: yeah. My favorite movie.
0: Yeah. These are my friends. When you feel my first friend, you'll notice that you won't remember what my (laughs) second friend and by the time you, my third friend says hello... You'll never see me again. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> I love that. That is like one of the coolest fucking lines in that movie. Yeah. It's a really memorable line in general. Oh, yeah. And the whole story was because Tarantino had that experience at a doctor. Somebody did. Uh-huh. And they told that and he was like, that's creepy, man. <laughs> uh, so she used it. And she was really good in that. She was also the mom of, of Robert Rodriguez's son in that movie. His real son, who plays her son in the movie. Right, right. Who puts the gun in his mouth and shoots himself <laughs> right. by accident. We're
1: all laughing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she was also in Neverman Kiss, Death Proof, and Bubble Boy and more. Mm-hmm. She was in the, the, the Death Proof movie is Quentin Tarantino thing, too.
1: Yeah. I don't remember what no, she was a, it she was like a side like a, like s- a background side. Oh, you in know, the same hospital
0: a- or something. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Rory Culkin's in this. He plays Charlie. He was in Signs. He was the young boy in that. Mean Creek, Castle Rock, Lords of Chaos, which is brutal as fuck. Bullethead, uh, Black Mirror, and more. We also got Justin Michael Brandt, who's his co-partner in the Film Nerd Club. He plays Robbie, who was in Saw Two. He was in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, Killjoys, the TV show, The Mist, and 12 Monkeys TV show. We also got Nico Tortorella, who plays Trevor, the boyfriend, Jill's boyfriend. He was in Odd Thomas, Trespass, The Walking Dead World Beyond TV series, and more. And we also have Anthony Anderson playing Deputy Anthony Perkins. That sounds familiar. More on that later. He was the deputy that put, he was in movies like The Departed, Hustle and Flow, Transformers, Blackish, one of his biggest shows, and Grownish, which I didn't know was a part of it too.
1: Yeah, that's a newer
0: show. Is that what it is?
1: Yeah, gr- yeah, because it's like the kids grew up.
0: Oh, yeah, okay. And, and, and of course, he was Jeffrey Lewis's uh house that he had fixed up, remember? Yes, and what is yeah. that show called? I forget now. Oh, shit. Jeffrey Lewis, the house. He does all the Hollywood houses, he like redecorates them. It's
1: it's like one of the good reality shows we watch. He's
0: a hilarious guy, yeah,
1: he is. Anyway. anyway.
0: Adam Brody's also in this. Last but not least, he is Deputy Haas. He was in Ready or Not. Isabel Chips Movie Yoga Hosers, and now he is Shazam. Oh. So Okay. this movie had a budget of $40 million and it made 97.2 at the box office. Woo. Not the worst, but not the best. Better than the last.
1: Yeah, better than the last.
0: Uh the film underperformed, though, you know, it is still considered a bomb um the uh this along with you know west craven's death killed off an immediate sequel plans because they were going to do another one uh. and the series would instead be rebooted in the tv series in 2015 right and it failed as a result obviously scream 2022 came out was green lit and now we got the new one coming so but it's all because of the whole weinstein thing and death of it's just yeah, a
1: lot lo- lots of stuff fucked
0: up history but anyway christina what did you think of this one
1: well it's funny because i it wasn't the best opening all the other the other three movies i thought they all had really good like openings that lured you in yeah but this it wasn't the best because it was a little confusing and it, it was like way meta but they do bring it back to wood woodsboro you know and they do they bring back the teenagers right so you know they bring back all the teenagers Um, so I thought it was great I thought the story was great it's
0: got to mix it I, everything
1: yeah I mean you know the story was kind of the some of the characters in link, linkage to like you know Cindy and stuff was kind of cheesy but I liked it I liked the tension I think Gail's like my favorite character but I like the tension between her and Deputy Judy
0: she definitely looks better in this one than she did the last one <laughs> Yeah. Courtney Cox looked terrible in part 3. Oh,
1: because of the bangs. I don't
0: know what it we, was. We but forgot it looked to like mention she was wearing a wig or I don't know what the fuck.
1: It was the honeymoon. Yeah. It it ruined her hair. Um the kills are like way better. Oh my god, they're like so much better in this movie. The pacing's great. Um cuz I don't even think we're like halfway through the movie and we didn't even realize it. And then I did like I really liked the ending a lot of this movie. Mm-hmm. It's so much better than the last like the last two movies. Right. Um, and I love Emma Roberts and I love her in this. She was great. Eight out of 10.
0: Really? Okay. Yes. All right. All right. All right. So this is a movie that has uh, had a decade to marinate and come up with an original idea. And Wouldn't you know it? It's time to make a remake in this movie universe. A time to poke fun at remakes in particular which is actually a really great concept for this film. And I think it's apropos for fourth one, because we've kind of tired out all the other ideas already of slashers in general. It's a decade later. A lot has changed by the rules. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I actually really like this one. It flows really well. It has way better kills, probably some of the best kills that we've seen thus far. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it seems to actually get it. But again, I'll never understand the motives of these fucking killers or killer and any of these movies. The goddamn franchise is just a fucking wash with why they would (laughs) fucking go this far. Everybody's a fucking psychopath.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. You can't trust anyone.
0: But for the sake of just having fun and watching the goddamn movie and you motherfuckers that love this franchise, who I love to death, by the way... (laughs) kisses. (laughs) kisses. <laughs> but I'd say that this is actually almost as good as the first one. Mm-hmm. Perhaps it's, you know, it's right there. You know, as far as the sequel goes, this was really good. Like wow, the kills thing is probably in part since we did have, you know, movies like Final Destination and Saw films that all came out during the time that fucking this franchise was dormant. A lot changed in the 2000s.
1: A lot.
0: Like a whole lot. So, you know, I can see why, you know, it was time to make this one come back as the bloodier version of fucking Scream, finally. And boy, is it. Blood is fucking everywhere in this fucking movie. Like, but I still think Final Destination, the franchise, is a better one than this. I'm sorry. I love it more than this. (laughs) I love the connection to all how everybody dies and the intricacy there. I need to watch like you, it. Well, we We okay. have it. We have the whole franchise now. Okay. And the new one's coming out, so we'll probably time it to that whenever okay. that we find out about it. So, okay. But anyway, that's just my personal opinion. I understand. But this one has some fucking good kills in it, so kudos to them for this. It is funny that both of these other franchises, Final Destination and Saw, which they seem to kind of mimic a little bit in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, literally, it seems to be used as sort of the base for some of the, the, the lore and the story and the killings and the intricacy of how people kill each other in this movie and, like, what to expect. And the rules are very similar to those kind of movies because it is so intricate. So it's almost like it's self-aware. It was doing these intricate things before all these other movies came out, but they followed the formula and made it way more bloody. Mm-hmm. And so they kind of had to, like, Whereas, like, the first three screen movies were paying homage to, you know, Halloween and Freddy Krueger. You know, this one still does that and Psycho, but it also pays homage to Final Destination and Saul and, like, where the direction of those horror movies were going and kind of making fun of it in a way. Um, in, in a, like, light way. I mean, even one of the actors is from Saul 2, which I mentioned. Mm-hmm. One of the fucking guys who we'll get more into on that later I'll point some stuff out in the trivia that elaborates on that. But let's just say some of the characters mentioned the movies in the movie, too. They even said Final Destination, one of the girls. I think it was Olivia who said it in one of the movies Mm -hmm. in the movie. So
1: and saw four. Yeah, they mentioned they mentioned mentioned both of them.
0: So Uh, since there are new rules, even the fucking tagline is new rules, new decade, new rules. So, I mean, I didn't even before I knew that I I wrote this (laughs) and I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) But yeah, there's new rules. We have a new cast of nerds explaining the rules to us in true Randy form, which is a good element, a particular underappreciated staple. Like I mentioned before, they say what to, they say to expect the unexpected and that, you know, which is very true of this movie and one that really makes this one a more current fun experience. I think a lot of the characters are like remakes of the original roles, only their existing right next to their counterparts, Mm -hmm. which is crazy. Mm -hmm. And the surprises of the other counterparts, which really make this one just really well-written, I think, for this franchise. You know what I mean? Like, he really did a good job on this. And I I think kudos to Williamson for what he did here because I was not expecting that amount of, you know, I think he really took it to heart getting Mm -hmm. kicked out on three. Mm Mm-hmm. But maybe it's what he needed to make this one what it is.
1: And the time. Right. And not to be rushed.
0: Right. I think two was a little rushed. Yeah. Whatever he did there. And that's why they yeah. they were like, eh. But anyway... They also include this updated technology in the movie, which is the Internet, obviously, smartphones, and more cameras, more phones and, you know, stuff I won't get into too deep here. But let's just say it's been some time since the last movie. And they are also lean pretty heavy on the social media aspect in the movie, too, which is very current as the times have changed so that, you know, a lot of the motives have changed, too. Uh, which is interesting, and a lot of the other movies of course, have harped on this after this movie too. So I don't know where this one fits into the whole spectrum of horror. like I'd have to really sit down and like pinpoint where other movies might have either bit from this or it bit from others. Um, but I think it's okay in this case of screen biting from others because that's kind of what this whole franchise is about is like kind of celebrating horror in some regards while making fun of its flaws. so I, I think it gets a pass. Whereas other movies who are trying to be more serious and try to be more original don't get a pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it could be ahead of itself, and it might not be, but it all works in the scream franchise anyway. So, but it, it might just be a big leap in in the technology and the times that it feels that way to me anyway. But all the movies have been saying that horror movies rot your brain, and this sort of takes away from that and leans on media and social media. Kind of, it's been like a progressive thing, you know like three was more about the media and this one is more about like social media. Right. Um, But also media, just media in general, you know, Mm -hmm. it's taken away from the Hollywood and then put it on the the shoulders of, you know. The people. But the cast is really good in this one and the vibe feels very appropriate, like the first one to me, which might be why Wes Craven returned. Apparently he was saying he would only return if the script was good. And I think after processing this movie and rewatching, all of them. This might be my second favorite in the franchise thus far. Me too. I haven't seen the last two and nobody has seen the last one, obviously, but you know, who knows? I may not be the biggest fan of the franchise, but I can at least appreciate why people like it. You know, even if it's not exactly a hundred percent for me, they are very entertaining. It's not hard to watch. And if you pay attention, it rewards you for watching it. So, you know, that's a good way to put it. yeah, Yeah. It's, it's not a, I don't hate it anymore. I think it was just, <laughs> I think I was just mad at the times because it's so bubblegum and I was wanting more intense horror.
1: You think this is really bubblegum though?
0: It, I think it is. I think it is a very entry point type of horror.
1: Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't mean to put it down. No, that. no, no. I'm not trying to put it down, but just like, you know, um, I don't know. What is the fucking kids movies that they've been making that are based off the like books?
1: Well, like scary stories yeah like what tar. is the other what's the big Goose, one though goosebumps goosebumps uh, yeah, yeah there you
0: go like those I have nothing wrong with those I think they're kind of creepy they're the precursor to creepy pasta you mm-hmm. know what I mean like all these things sort of kind of meld together in a way and everybody has their own entry point there's nothing wrong with it I'm just saying I am I've moved past that level of interest and into a newer interest and I'm I'm still mm-hmm. open to stuff so I still appreciate course, this so. yeah but this one and the last one has me switch everything around and it's hard for me to put a number, but maybe I should just wait till the end, but I don't know. I guess the order for me right now is Scream, Scream 4, Scream 3, and Scream 2. But the last two are so close, like I mentioned before. So, you know, it's like a 5.5, maybe a six for Mm -hmm. part two. And then six for sure on, on, uh, maybe on part three and then maybe like a 7.5 for this one. Oh, okay. Like I like the kills. It wasn't as good as the first one.
1: Of course.
0: So it's just under that, which I gave an eight to the first one.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: What was your order again? Same way.
1: Uh, no, actually mine is the first one, the fourth one,
0: the second one, the
1: second one, and then the third one. So
0: weird. I don't know why you like the second one that much. It's the, it's the it's disjointedness the, of it it's for the, me.
1: Uh, the opening the opening of it, and I liked I liked how they did the the stab movie within it. I mean, it's not perfect, but it's right. better than three.
0: Well, this one has a crazy intro, by the way, too. That I was a little like,
1: yeah, it was way meta. I was like, what the fuck's going on? Well, the whole
0: theme of the movie is expect the unexpected. Mm-hmm. So that's what the the nerds say in the movie. That's what they say in the trailer. Mm-hmm you expect the unexpected. It starts that way. It ends that way. And it's full of surprises. Mm-hmm. I definitely liked it though. And it could go up. I don't know. We'll see.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I enjoyed it a lot. though. Like, I feel like, but you have to see part two and three to get this one. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: you really do.
0: Like it, it has so many things that it borrows from. So, mm-hmm. but mostly it borrows from the first film. Mm-hmm. Like all of them have. Um, but yeah, so there's our scores and our, our order. That's pretty good. Um, yeah. we do have a lot of trivia on this one. So if you haven't seen the movie, you can go to Paramount plus and watch it there. Or if you have a copy, watch it there, however you do, but don't spoil this for you. If you haven't seen it yet, go watch the movie and come back. We'll be here. Um, I, I definitely am going to spoil the shit out of this. So <laughs> just buckle the fuck up. But if you don't want anything spoiled, here's your warning. So it was originally planned for an October, 2010 release date to coincide with Halloween. But after writing delays, the scheduled release date was moved to April 15th, 2011, which I believe is the original release date of the first one.
1: I think you are correct.
0: Yeah, because I think it was like spring, summertime.
1: Yeah, right before, yeah, summer.
0: But like Scream 3, I got some of my info from CZ's World because he of has some really good stuff and okay. some cool ideas to think about that I really wanted to include in this. The last film was directed by Wes Craven before. This is his last film, like I mentioned. He died from brain cancer on August 30th, 2015 at the age of 76. Salute. I wish I had something to drink. I really would like to see what he would have created. And I'm glad that I liked his last film that he went out
1: on. Yeah. See?
0: And I'm hoping that John Carpenter can do something similar. You know, not the same movie, I just mean. Because John Carpenter hasn't made a movie in a while.
1: Is he going to?
0: he, He was been talking about doing Dead Space. A movie on Dead Space. He's also had a couple of ideas. I mean, he's in his 70s. He can Th- do it. Okay. He was 74 when he made this movie, 76. Yeah. Wes Craven was.
1: Oh, wasn't he in his early 70s? He, I don't know. Anyway. Christina,
0: this is one of the only franchises to have both its main characters as well as its director return for all of its sequels. That's crazy. You know, until the release of 2022, which features a new director as a result Obviously. of his death. yeah. Clearly but he would have done it.
1: Oh, yeah, totally.
0: Now, the intro to this that I mentioned was so wild. I kind of liked it, but I also kind of, I don't know. There's some, like, it's so ridiculous, and it's obviously making fun of the Stab franchise in the movie. Right. Right which is sort of mirroring other horror franchises in the real world in a way mm-hmm. and how movies have kind of gone too far. Like I mentioned, they kind of make fun of some of these franchises in a light way.
1: Yeah, because they go to stab six and stab seven. Oh, my God, <laughs> dude.
0: What was it? The very beginning of the movie, they have they have like three meta things. Where it's like almost like when you're waking mm-hmm.
1: up. <laughs> and then it was like Chris, Kristen Bell... And then Anna Paquin. Right. There's so them, many big that was, actresses, that
0: was cool. um, which they tried to do the whole Drew Barrymore thing. Right. Um, I think it was like and they're mirroring. It's like, oh, stab five, stab six, stab seven. seven. And it's like in stab seven, she talks about like one of them, stab four being about time travel or something yeah, like that. Yeah,
1: that was stupid. And I, I was like,
0: what? and then there's the other one where Kristen Bell, who was in uh, the Saul franchise as well.
1: Oh, that's right.
0: She was in the first and second, and many of the Saw movies. Mm-hmm. She's like her friends, like, man, I just you know, it's like you just expect it to happen, and then she just stabs her in the stomach. Did <laughs> you expect this? Oh! <laughs> Which is you know, again, this is why satire. Some, this is why some people don't like this franchise because it's too much for them, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other people love it for that reason too. So you know, there's no right answer. But the intro was wild, really making fun of itself and other movies. So um, Stab is a seven movie franchise in this movie, just like Saul was at the time, which I mentioned mm-hmm. the character Robbie, who has a camera on his head, played by Eric Knudsen, mm-hmm. who was also in Saul 2 as a character. And guess what? He knew a lot about Saul cameras. Oh, cameras. he <laughs> you knew about Saul. <laughs> of course he did. He got murdered. <laughs> And he, or no, I don't know if he died. I think he got sick. Yeah, I think he died because he got they didn't he get in the like. Saw two. Yeah, he was in saw two. He was one of the kids they were getting gassed the whole time. Remember? Oh. Anyway, weird weird stuff that they have that in there. Some have pointed out that the the uh, that at the part of the stabathon there are some items on the wall that also point to Saul, mm-hmm. which is the pig face, which is oh. iconic. Oh. I think it was only in part two that they did that. Then uh, they did it later, but um, they also had um, the gears on the wall, mm-hmm. which is very Saw esque Oh, yeah. Uh, so some people say that's like Saul. Um, there was also um, th- this movie. This is also the movie that, you know, Courtney and David were apparently having marriage problems by the way, because it's a decade later. <laughs> they filed for separation October 10th or they filed for separation in October of 2010. And although there was slight tension on the set, they were said to have remained professional and respectful of each other. Of course. And they later got divorced on May of 2012, although Wiki says that they were married until 2013, so I don't know. But, which, by the way, did you know that Courtney was married to Michael Keaton at one point?
1: Yeah, in the 80s? 89
0: to like 95.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's crazy, right? Yeah, it is. Now she's married to the lead singer of Snow Patrol. (laughs) It was a double movie. Moving
1: up in the world. <laughs> I
0: guess, man. Anyway, there's a lot of references to Hitchcock again in this movie in particular, which have been very present in the trilogy already. Like posters on the rear of rear window, which is a Hitchcock film. They had Vertigo on the wall. There was a, a whiteboard of rear window, too, so they've been talking about that in the nerd group. Uh-huh. And uh, plus Anthony Anderson plays Anthony Perkins, mm-hmm. which is Anthony Perkins played the part of Norman Bates in Psycho in all the movies. Not only is there that, but the same actor, Anthony Anderson, who plays Anthony Perkins, was also a rapper in Scary Movie (laughs) 3, which parodied Scary Movie, or Scream. Scream. Yeah. Scream. Part 4 has a ton of different posters in the background and that whole fucking thing, by the way. And since it's all based on remakes, Mm -hmm. they focus a lot of attention on movies that have been remade, Mm -hmm. whether they knew that then or not. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people were pointing out, like, Hills Have Eyes was on there. The
1: Blob. Was The Blob on Uh, there?
0: No, The Thing was on there. Oh, okay. You're thinking of The Thing. Mm -hmm. They even had a Zack and Miri poster to continue in the Kevin Smith uh, nods. Nice. So... Uh, and they had a Halloween 2 Rob Zombie poster, which, you know, the was a remake only in the beginning and then kind of went into some weird on shit. On its
1: own shit. Yeah, a lot of people
0: hate that movie. I didn't mind it. I thought it was brutal. Oh my
1: god, I didn't even finish it.
0: I loved it. I, I thought it was like, I thought it was brutal. I I didn't really care. Yeah. I don't really like Halloween the franchise that much. You know, I like right. it, I respect it. This last movie, the ends. <laughs> we, <Nah. woo-woo. laughs> I mean, say what you will about Ron Zombie, but he didn't take a full on shit on the fucking franchise. (laughs) This dude just pulled down his pants and said, fuck you. (laughs) That's what it seems like anyway, but I'm just kidding. Anyway, in the very beginning of the movie, Kirby tells Jill something very important. And this is the first clue and many clues. What is that? Before you get in the car, you have to promise you won't kill me, okay?
1: Oh.
0: But guess who does?
1: Oh, yeah, she does. Charlie she? does. Oh, that's right, because there's two killers. Right. Okay. Back
0: to two killers. Right. Yeah. Which I thought it was both the. I uh, thought it was going to be, be the, boy, the
1: boyfriend or the nerds. Well, because. Or one of the I nerds. I knew they were going to mix it
0: up somehow because it's a remake and to expect the unexpected and it will always be the opposite of what you think. And it was. And, you know, technically, Jill, who is played by. Uh,
1: Emma Roberts. Emma Roberts.
0: She was the Sid character and Kirby is the Tatum character. Yeah, yeah. And like uh, Charlie is the uh, Stu character, which Mm -hmm. he stays the same as Stu. But Jill's character goes, plays two characters. She plays Sid's and she plays Billy because when they switch, she, it's Billy and Stu again. Right. To remake. Right. So anyway, there was a deleted scene because you don't see uh, Sidney's father in the movie. You just see her aunt who right. was played by Donnie Darko's mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> She's, well, it's Lawrence, uh what's her name? I can't even think of her name. Fuck, that's terrible of me. But anyway, it's Donnie, Donnie <laughs> Darko's mom. Just suck it up. Uh, something about that is interesting too, is that Lori Strode was with her aunt and her aunt was also mm-hmm. in Realty. And in this movie, her aunt is, Sydney's aunt is also in Realty. Right. Called Robert's Realty, which is her sister, or aunt, <laughs> is in realty right so it's the same thing as halloween again right there's a scene where sydney throws a potted plant through olivia's window yeah because she's getting killed next door right and uh laurie strode does the same thing in halloween she throws a fucking potted plant oh, up against the wall okay up on the second story this time oh, okay. or originally but it's a nod which, even the film nerds compare her to Jamie Lee Curtis and Linda Blair when she comes in. Nev Campbell's character, Sydney. Mm-hmm. She's like, I mean, you're like Jamie Lee Curtis, Linda Blair. This is awesome. <laughs> and she makes an appearance, you know, that's when she made the appearance at the film club.
1: Right.
0: Which also, Linda Blair appeared in the first movie, too. Oh, that's
1: right. I forgot.
0: Right. And Laurie Strode did, too. Yep. Because they were watching Halloween on the TV.
1: Right. Anyway,
0: the first Scream movie, not to feature the song Red Right Hand, by the way, by Nick Cave also. (laughs) And some of the rules that we got in this movie that are pretty interesting that I I think is pretty cool that kind of nod to stuff, you know, keeping with the tradition is don't fuck with the original, according to Sidney. You have to be. That's Right. You have to be gay in order to survive. (laughs) Police officers will always die in movies except for Bruce Willis.
1: Fuck, <laughs> fuck bruce willis,
0: willis. <laughs> that's so stupid especially if they're near retirement better looking than the other person or have a newborn baby on the way <laughs> and the original ending is a false ending in the remake in a remake this was a false ending there was two false endings and really the, in this one as well uh-huh and uh the killer is always right behind you right so uh it is also revealed that the woodsboro does a stab movie marathon party every year?
1: Stabathon,
0: Stabathon, which is in the town of Texas Arcana, which features the town of D- Dreaded Sundown. They do the same ah, thing,
1: and they, they mentioned that movie in the second,
0: I think they did. Yeah, the like Texas, movie. yeah, they were like, Oh, like the town of Dreaded Sundown, yeah,
1: because yeah, of the curfew,
0: right? Uh, which I loved the sequel for that because it's like they melded oh, in. Yeah it's not a great movie altogether but it's just cool how they they melded yeah. it they wrote it together yeah i love that the, the sequel the that, sequel that's yeah like yeah
1: 20 or 30 years later
0: yeah yeah um it's just memorable you know
1: it really is that was really good
0: um so the the uh so what do you want to talk about i i've been talking a lot and I don't want to be like you know. Oh, it's
1: fine. I'll talk about. Uh,
0: I have more trivia that we could talk about, but I just want to give you the floor a little bit because I'm just nonstop talking.
1: Uh, there was a, a scene. I think it was when Olivia got killed. Um, where the cops, <laughs> the cops, the cops showed up, and I guess the killer was still running. And so, uh, Dewey shows up, and then one of the cops was like, "Yeah, we we circled around the back, and it's like it's it's like he's a ghost." <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's bad. that
1: was so funny and they will stop because you know his name's ghost face but
0: right did you catch what they were talking about outside before that oh what was that so like the two cops are out they're out in front of jill's house and kind of in between jill and olivia's because they're neighbors mm-hmm. kirby's hanging out with jill and her and jill's house and next door olivia's hanging out by herself she they're like do you want to come up and she's like no nah, i'm just gonna stay at my house first of all why you're home by yourself there, you know, I know there's cops outside, but why?
1: Maybe she didn't want to put up with their bullshit anymore. I
0: guess. Anyway, so you know she's going to get it because of that. But anyway, the two cops are sitting outside and they're doing like crossword trivia and one of he's like he's like, "What's oh. another word for courage?" <laughs> and Anthony the Perkins the the blackish actor guy, you know. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Uh, guts," which is a nod to how Olivia gets gutted. Uh huh. All of her guts are hanging out inside, of, and when she's on the bed or whatever. Right.
1: Oh, okay.
0: So Ghostface guts the shit out of her. So, mm-hmm. which I thought was really cool because they call Sydney and he's like, "I'm in the closet." Right. <laughs> and he and they're like, "You better not fucking lie to us right now." Like, "Fuck, you're not in there. You're a liar." And he's like, Oh, you are right. I'm not. I am a liar. It's not your closet, closet, idiot. <laughs> it's hers." And it's like, <laughs>
1: ah, she all gets all fucking stabbed. That's yeah. Funny. I like the um, I liked it when Sydney fired her publicist and her pu- she's walking to her car she's oh. all pissed off she's walking to her car in the the gingy parking garage right and then you you she gets a phone call from the ghost face <laughs> so she kind of starts freaking out she gets in her car and then the ghost face like jumps on the hood and then the ghost face disappears. Why does she
0: get out because her car wouldn't start. I get it, but if you saw a ghost face on the car What are you supposed to do? I don't know. What are We're, you supposed to just wait there? I mean, if it means not getting stabbed right away, yeah she I'm was, trying to she
1: was trying to run for help, so she 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 ran.
0: And then she gets oh, stabbed and killed. Yeah, and
1: then she got stabbed and killed.
0: Yeah, but did you notice that her character is almost exactly like Gail?
1: Yeah, yeah. She, she even calls the...
0: Dewey Barney Fife.
1: Yeah. She does. Which
0: Gail did in the first movie. Mm-hmm.
1: But also, what's funny is the publicist. So, Dewey is is doing a press conference to let everybody know, like, he has everything under control. And then Gail shows up to try to ask questions. And, and, you know, Dewey's being like, no, not here, honey, blah, blah, blah. And then. you know Dewey's like I got everything under control and then the publicist's body comes flying off the building yeah. and slams onto a um, one of the media trucks
0: yeah that's pretty great yeah
1: that was that was that was good and then Gail's like yeah you got everything under control
0: <laughs> yeah yeah this is a precursor to their fucking relationship i guess <laughs> <laughs> so the film nerds in the movie they they say it's remake time and they say that you know this is a new era you know the the killer should be filming all their kills, not implicating them. You know, all the rules are reversed for placing the old rules. Anything goes, and they mentioned that it's a new era for rougher horror fans too, and that they need to do more gore and more nudity. Hopefully, which both looked at. E- we both looked at each other and said that in part three, which is so funny. Also, the nerds—they throw the Stabathon movie night, which I mentioned, and then Gail goes in and puts all the cameras in just like she did in the first movie with the party. Mm-hmm. But this time, you know, Gail, when she sets up all the cameras, the, the cameras get blocked by Ghostface. And she goes in to check them to make sure. And it's obviously a very clear nod to the original movie. Oh, yeah, totally. But also when she reverse, she holds the camera behind her. So it's facing behind her. And Dewey sees Ghostface behind her. It's just like when Randy uh-huh. was seeing her... Was seeing, they saw the ghost face behind Randy. And then later on, the Robbie character goes outside when he's drunk after the party gets shut down mm-hmm. and he's outside wearing his headset backwards. and he puts it on backwards. Right. And so you think he's going to be behind you, but he's in front of you. So it's like, I don't know. It's just kind of cool. Yeah. I thought that was, was, was kind of creative. Cool. Yeah. Wasn't expecting that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. In fact, I didn't really understand what was going on. I didn't realize he put it on backwards until after. There was also that scene, of course, with the two cops scouting outside Jill's house. And he asks to, uh, they start talking about the cops and how they always die. And they talk about the Bruce Willis thing or whatever.
1: Except Bruce Willis. Yeah.
0: And he's like, I'll be right back. And he's like, fuck. He's like, it's all right. I got it. Courage, remember? (laughs) And then he goes out. He's like, yeah, you're going to (laughs) die.
1: (laughs) that <laughs> was funny
0: and then and then it fucking, a fucking dude comes back gets his neck throat his throat cut right yeah and then they stab him right in the forehead what's up with them stabbing dudes in the head like that yeah and how does Charlie or fucking Emma Roberts fucking have the
1: strength the strength to, to, to go through a school in the head yeah like that but I loved how he didn't he didn't quite die he was like walking around
0: right it's That's just spilling cool. out that was yeah. really cool He gets out of the car and he's like, fuck Bruce Willis. And he just dies on the ground.
1: (laughs) And then someone else gets stabbed through a door, like the second movie. Mm, Okay. Because the aunt comes home and it's uh, it's the aunt and Sydney in the house. Ghostface shows up. They try to shut the door, lock the door, but the aunt doesn't move her body away from the door. She leans up against the door. So the knife goes through the door into her. So that's how she dies.
0: And then they do that other scene where she goes, Sydney goes out on the roof, right? She tries a trick.
1: Yeah, she goes upstairs. Yeah, she yeah. tries to
0: trick <laughs> ghost face. Right. And she's like, hide under the bed, Jill. And it's like kind right. of like a throwback to Halloween in some ways. There's like a similar moment there. Mm-hmm. Um, they always are running up the fucking stairs, dude. That is the name of this movie now. The one thing they tell you not to do in the goddamn movie the very beginning, they're always running upstairs the when they joke. should be going out the front door. Every time somebody's running, I mean, it doesn't matter who it is.
1: Where else are you supposed to go? I know, right and there. this one was
0: a throwback course to it again, but it's a false ending because you know that mm-hmm. it's not over and Emma Roberts is in in the hospital did you,
1: how, did you like all that how the cut the cousin was the killer
0: no first of not. i mean like
1: that. I, th- I thought it was cool i thought it was I creative
0: just, i mean i like the uh, the element of i'll do anything to be famous because that is so much more relevant now than it yeah. was in 2011 yeah then we realized exactly so it was a little bit ahead of its time in that regard mm-hmm. that people will go and do anything right for that and right. we realized that early on because of people like you know the advent of fucking sex tapes and shit like that yeah exactly we knew that this was getting to that point where people would do anything for success mm-hmm. because you know there's so many success stories from people doing weird shit you know yeah. um that's why everybody has a sex tape now and it doesn't work anymore because there's too many <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway um yeah i kind of like that the social media angle for 2011 it's actually kind of ahead of its time you know even right. though there was no way that even today the you would have to have a cell phone in order for that head camera to work right you know exactly. in order to upload or save you have
1: smart all. glasses yeah <laughs> it was before doesn't...
0: google glass right yeah. i don't know if it was or not it was <laughs> was it, it no was. yeah
1: yeah because i remember i remember when uh the glasses came out because you, you kept doing jokey memes about yeah, it. Yeah, I put
0: the phone on my face
1: <laughs> you take and it then put friend. a
0: fucking headband on. I was like, hey, guys, Google Glass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was, oh, did you notice the outfit of Trevor? No. So Trevor comes over unannounced and he's like, hey, I'm here. I was told by Sydney to come over. And they're oh, all yeah, like, what yeah. the fuck? No, you weren't. And he's wearing a jean jacket and a, and, a, and a tan shirt. He later gets thrown out of the closet by Emma. Okay, because
1: they're gonna frame him.
0: Sydney's dad was the same wearing the same <gasps> outfit.
1: Oh, and he was in the closet, right? He was taped up in the closet when okay. they had
0: when Stu and fucking Billy, yeah, same outfit, dude.
1: Oh, good catch.
0: Yeah, well, that wasn't my catch. Oh. <laughs> Still, I'm, that's I just research.
1: That.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was really interesting.
1: But I like how how she she how um, Jill didn't die and then she's in the hospital well they
0: well, you forgot they they killed they oh, stabbed charlie but she kills him right off the bat she's like yeah right, I'm, obviously, i'm not going to take the blame for this shit you you are i'm going to be the sole survivor and get all the attention like sydney right cuz that's why she's doing it doing it um she's like your angelou days are over and then stabs <laughs> stab sid or whatever do you remember that yeah when she comes into the hospital or whatever she says it's like you had 15 fucking minutes. Now I want mine. <laughs> you don't need to achieve anything anymore. You just need to survive, <laughs> which is totally making fun of like, yeah. in my opinion, like Paris Hilton and yeah. like, you know, yeah, that, that whole was wave back, in the 2000s. Like,
1: yeah. Yeah. End of the 2010s. Yeah.
0: It's so way more exacerbated since then.
1: It's shifted and it's shifting right now. Thank God.
0: Oh, that's right. There was also that part where Jill gets up and yanks all the medical gear off her and sneaks in her room. That Right when that happens, Dewey talks to Gail and she's like, wait, how did she know that we have matching wounds?
1: Right, that I got stabbed on the left-hand side. And he's
0: like, oh, fuck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was funny.
0: Meanwhile, Jill is roughhousing Sid Like, smashing in a table. And then Dewey comes in and gets bedpanned to death almost. And she, she like, grabs Dewey's gun. And then the deputy saves Gail. And Jill tells her to give her the gun. So she throws it toward her. And Gail pops in. And Jill holds the gun to Gail. And Gail says, can I just say one last thing? She's like, clear! And then... they fucking shock her head which is the end you know the yeah. big ending gotta have a big ending stupid but kind of awesome in yeah, the same yeah
1: exactly it was like a big shirt.
0: Sid pops up and shock battles her head <laughs> which is pretty great I yeah I mean uh, th- that made me excited to see the next movie and I, I don't know some people liked the next movie
1: yeah I
0: didn't see it on too many people's like top 10 or anything right I mean, right like a very i don't
1: even think people would have put it on there even if it was that right good.
0: sequels are a little weird when it comes yeah. to that kind of thing but it has to be really good like if if it's on a top 10 list yeah. and,
1: and we're waiting another 10 years since this one right so we've had another decade to hopefully have a, a good script
0: yeah i'm kind of curious to see if i'll like this one and everything will get shifted down yeah. even more you know what i mean because I gotta make room for the other ones and it's a significant enough change in between them that the scores could come down mm-hmm. you know
1: I I do gotta say I'm not really impressed with this trailer for this new movie so I'm kind of my expectations are really low
0: no but they may intentionally be making it that way because there's already a fan base for it so they're like maybe we'll just impress them in we'll the theater psych them out and then then they'll like tell everybody just like you know mm-hmm I don't know. Like, Smile was kind of right there. It wasn't, you know. It, it, oh,
1: that had good marketing.
0: Yeah, that had a good marketing. That's true. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. It's we'll a see. franchise movie. We'll see. We'll
1: see. I'm I excited. Just hope it,
0: that. I just hope that it's even just enjoyable in some regard. Like I, I said, I don't. This This isn't a franchise that I love or anything like that. I just don't hate it. Right. I, I did at a time because of why. And I realized why I said that shit back then. You know, but I've changed since then. Because you're
1: a piece of shit. <laughs> no, I,
0: I, <laughs> I it's kidding. not that I don't hate it or anything. It's just it's just not for me.
1: Uh, well, I'm very glad and thankful. I that will you've... watch
0: it, though, with you if you want to watch it again. You know
1: what I mean? Yeah. I'm very glad and thankful that you did want to watch these because I'm really enjoying myself to the point where I have a Ghostface sticker on my phone. I know.
0: She's like, she's turned, guys. I'm going to have
1: to. <sighs> I'm excited. Is, she's
0: gone dark. guy, she doesn't know what horror is anymore. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Anyway, so yeah, guys, I hope you enjoyed that. I know these episodes have been a little packed full of stuff, but there is just so much I want to talk about. I'm not going to come back and revisit it and maybe I will in the future. I don't know, but... You know, at least we have this document of it. And uh, whether it makes sense to you about my scores or not, it doesn't really matter. It's really just that I enjoyed my time while I did it. You enjoyed your time while you did it. We got to talk about things that were funny to us. And it'll be interesting to see what's changed in a decade's time now for this new one. Mm-hmm. And then a year later. And it's like, I think the biggest change is going to be the newest one. Are they really going to tie it together? Or is this going to be the like I don't standalone? Know. Because it uh, it almost looks like the girl in... Okay, so in four... Right. The opening movie, the opening stab movie was stab four. Yeah. There was a girl in there, and I think she's in the... Really? She's in one of the... She's in the newest one. Okay. So she was in the stab... I think this one is like stab movies. Like, I don't know. It leans heavier on the stab movies. Awesome. So that the, the actor in stab I think is now part of the
1: well we'll see
0: I don't know it looked like her I can't say for sure I need I didn't look it up yeah anyway I just don't want to find out. I want to go like seeking and then figure something out ahead of time because it just ruined it for me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I'd rather just kind of go in blank. Mm -hmm. So, but but I think the biggest one is going to be the next one. So guys, hopefully you enjoyed this and you'll tune in next week to see what our conclusion is for both these movies. We we got tickets today to go see the the newest one. And we're probably going to watch the other one on Tuesday. Yeah. Something, you know, so we'll see how that goes. And then after that, I don't know what the fuck we're going to watch. Well,
1: we, we're we taking a break.
0: Oh, we are because we got a wedding. Well, two weddings. We got two weddings. But yeah, is it that week after?
1: Yeah. yeah. Fuck. See, it was good timing. <laughs>
0: oh, <man>. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Ooh, and Why is everybody we'll... getting married, you stupid idiots? <laughs> <laughs> we're all idiots. Don't do it. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I just don't like going places very much. This is going to be an interesting uh, thing for me, guys. Wish me well, okay. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys so much for stopping by. Christina, did you want to add anything before we leave?
1: Uh, no. Ghostface for life. <laughs> <laughs> I just
0: pictured throwing up. <laughs> I'm gonna wake up and she's she's gonna she's gonna have some I'll be fucking
1: stabbing you.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be some new kink where she has to wear the mask and. Her... <laughs>
1: oh my. <laughs> no! No! <laughs>
0: no! Uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll try it out. Anyway, guys, thanks for coming by. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Calm yeah. down. Anyway, thank you guys so much for coming by. And we hope you enjoyed this week. We'll see you next week, and we continue. Bleh, when we finish up the entire franchise. I don't know if we'll ever do the, the TV series, but thanks for coming by. And as always, long live the voice we